everybody. It's 8 o'clock. Love Talk Radio. Fight out. I could trip a referee. Tell by my attitude that I most definitely from. Everybody, it's eight o'clock, and you already know what time it is. It is time for my show, the Mecca James Show. I give you fashion, politics, relationships, and everything in between. Tonight, people, I give you another amazing show. We have a phenomenal woman on the show, Black Girls Rock. We have Miss Demetria Lucas on the show. She is an award-winning blogger, writer, best-selling author, and she's on a show called Blood, Sweat, and Heels. We're going to talk about her book, Don't Waste Your Pretty, and so much more. We're going to talk about relationships, and I just cannot wait because I love to have positive people on the show. You can also call us up at 347-857-4866, or you can go to blogtalkradio.com forward slash Mecca show and the number one. You know I entertain you as well as inform you. I try to bring you the best of the best to the Mecca James show, and I believe we have our guest, Demetria Lucas, will be on the show, and let's go because this is, I'm so excited. Let's see if she's on, everybody. It's the Mecca James show. Hey, Mecca, this is Hello. Demetria. Hello. Hi, Hi Demetria. How are you? I'm great. How are you? Good. I just want to say, I just want to say thank you so much for being on the show. I just think that oh. you're just such a positive person. You know what I mean? Thank you so much. It's my pleasure to be here. Yes, yes, yes. I just want to tell you, uh, we know you. I've, first of all, I've been following your career since Essence. For people that don't know, this woman is, she brings a lot to the table. Like Geneva said, you need to bring receipts. Listeners out there, I'm going to give you a couple of receipts on Miss Demetria Lucas. First of all, before we get into that, I want to say congratulations on your wedding, your union, black love. I love that. Thank you very much. <laughs> Undergrad from the University of Maryland, master's degree at NYU Journalism. You are a certified life coach. Um, you were the editor of Essence for, on Essence Magazine. You have so much, like, when did you get your start? When did you know that writing was going to be your path? Um, you know, it was some point when I was an undergrad. I was I was studying English, and I was a huge fan of, like, magazines. Like, I would read Vibe and Glimmer and Vogue. Um, and I thought I wanted to be an author early on, and then I realized I think I really want to do journalism. And I'd mm-hmm. written an essay for, for one of my African-American studies classes, and the teacher was reading it out loud, and I didn't even recognize it as my own work. And I was like, wow, that's really good. If I could write like that, then maybe I would be a journalist. I would actually try to be a published writer. And after mm-hmm. she read the first paragraph, she identified it as mine, and I was like, holy crap, maybe I'm actually good at this writing thing. Like, what could it be if I actually worked on it and pursued it and, you know, try to make something of it? And um, people wanted to know, at what age did that start? Because sometimes, you know, you know your passion, but you don't know it's going to be your career path. Is, it, was it, what age was that? Um, let's see, I graduated college when I was 20, so I was probably like 19. Wow, wow, that is amazing. I, I just, I have a thing for writers because, you know, they're, they're so creative. And with their writing, they can, you can feel their emotions, which is, you know, that's a unique gift. So I always have a, a thing with writers. I respect them to the utmost. Awesome. Thank you. Also, I wanted to know your blog. Tell us about your blog because you. I talk a lot when people come on the show about branding. You were able to make a brand out of this. Tell us a little bit about that. And and for people that are entrepreneurs out there, get your pen and pencil because this is a this is an expert that's going to tell you how it's done. You know, what's funny is, you know, I started a Bell in Brooklyn in, in 2007. Um, I wanted to read about women who were like myself and my friends, like, you know, something about mm-hmm. our dating experiences, something about living in New York. Um, Sex in the City was super popular, but, you know, there was no black girl on the show. Absolutely. Um, and the women mm-hmm. were a little older than us. I was probably in, like, my mid-20s at the time. And I really just, I wanted to see a reflection of myself and, and my friends. And I was complaining about there not being one 
to anyone who would listen. And finally, one of my friends was like, well, you're a writer, so why don't you just write? Um, and that's how A Bell in Brooklyn was born. So I was just being very honest about, you know, like my dating experiences and the things that I was thinking about, you know, when it came to trying to move up in my career or, you know, just trying to date and some of the, the experiences that my friends and I had. And I was very honest. I, I you know, I, I never thought to, you know, create a persona or, or hide behind anything or even, you know, change details other than names to, um, you know, to make it juicier or anything. But I think people responded to the honesty. And to be quite honest, you know, a Bell in Brooklyn, I never thought to brand it. Um, mm. You know, I think somewhere in like 2000. 10 or so, I was dating a guy who was a graphic designer, and as a gift, he, you know, made my Bell and BK logo for me, which I still use, um, but I never thought about branding. I just, you know, I just did what I loved to do, and I was consistent about it, um, and I put a lot of effort into making it quality, and if you really think about branding, that's what it is. It's, you know, it's, mm-hmm. it's what you're known for, and people showed up to my blog, you know, it was mostly about dating and relationships, but I think people really showed up because they knew it was going to be honest. They knew there was going to be quality writing. And at the time, I was posting, you know, either five to seven times a week, so you knew there was going to be content. Um, so people yeah. showed up, you know, and they, they told their friends about it, and they were like, this girl is hilarious or she's crazy or whatever they thought of me. Um, but they showed up to read whatever I was writing about, and I really appreciated it. Absolutely. And I've met you a couple of times. This was a couple of years ago. You was at um, the Circle of Sisters. This was around mm-hmm. the time I think Justine and Reverend Run was on a relationship panel. I met you there. So I've watched your journey from afar. So I'm really able to appreciate everything that you bring to the table. Just being like a positive person, you know what I mean? Just your union, being positive, you know, articulate, showing your education, being a black woman. You know, I always try to get guests that, you know, it's not about twerking. It's not. It's just about content and being substance. There are women like you and me that are still out there that are doing their thing. I just commend you on that for so many levels. Thank you. And, you know, there are so many women out there who are very similar to what you described, um, just for mm-hmm. a lot of reasons that they're not always highlighted. So I really do appreciate you, you know, bringing me to the show and, you know, expanding my platform. I really, really appreciate, like, woman to woman looking out for each other. Absolutely, and I I wanted to know, um, I have a list, and you were on the list. There's there's, uh, several people that I like to interview. I think Dr. Steve Perry was on the list. I did that. You were on the list, and there's so many much more. So, uh, you know, vision, the secret, just putting it out there is always a good thing. But um, I follow your blog as well, and I wanted to ask you a question. What what are your thoughts on the whole Freddie Gray thing and and attorney Marilyn Mosby? I mean, I, I think she's absolutely amazing, and I thought, I mean, obviously with, with Freddie Gray, like there's so much that doesn't make sense about what happened, um, and mm-hmm. I love that she is hell-bent on pursuing justice, and I love that in her um, in her media address that, you know, reading the charges, that she addressed the young people of Baltimore to say that, like, I hear you, and I'm fighting for justice on your behalf, and the part about, mm-hmm. you know, this is, you know, your time, like, let's make the most of this. And I just, people wanted to be heard, and I think so much of the the violence and, and the marching, not even all the violence, because it wasn't all violent, but a lot of the yeah. protests in the streets of Baltimore was people who really were frustrated about not being heard, and it meant so much for someone at her level and with her platform to say, I hear you, I see you, I'm working for you, that it, I was... I was in tears when I when I saw that press conference. Yes, I was so touched. I was like, yes, and the fact that, you know, she brought it through her office and not a grand jury just spoke, yes. it spoke volumes. I was like, yes, yes. But <laughs> anyway, I, I just, I just, you know, we do current events, so I know I have to bring some questions about that up as well. Um, let's talk about your new book. <laughs> let's talk about your new book, Don't Waste Your Pretty. What is actually pretty? So pretty is not just about looks, despite the title. Don't waste your pretty. The mm-hmm. pretty in the title is a euphemism for all the things that women bring to relationships. So in no particular mm-hmm. order and not an exhaustive list. Um, your energy, your listening skills, your calming spirit, your praying hands, your great ideas, your problem-solving and solutions, your everything that you bring to, to a relationship that I think oftentimes women 
take for granted. We think that we're supposed to do these things for everyone to sort of prove to them mm. that they should want us and they should like us. And so pretty, don't not waste your pretty means recognize who deserves your energy and your attention and your effort um, and give it to the right people. Don't just go doling it out for everyone who shows up. Like you need a guy needs to prove or a girl needs to prove that, that they're worthy of, of your attention and your effort and your time so it's not to be wasted mm-hmm. or trifled with. Um, so don't waste your pretty is really just about with the, you know, the, the sort of subcaption says, making smarter decisions in life and love, like choosing who deserves your time, who you should give your patience to, who you should pray for, who you should listen to, um, who you should negotiate and compromise with. Um, it's not everyone. Absolutely. Now, this is a personal question for me because I'm, I'm still in a dating thing. Recently, there's been a couple of, you know, I'm dating, but guys are saying that, you know, uh, um, you know, I'm kind of like out of their league. You should do better or, you know, what do you see in me? Almost like an insecurity thing. What is that about? I mean, I think you pinpointed it. The guy is insecure. He doesn't feel like he adds up. He doesn't get while you're with him. Um, and honestly, I tell women, like, when a guy says to you that he, like, he feels you're too good for him or you're out of mm-hmm. his league, listen, he's probably right. Um, mm-hmm. it's, it's unfortunate <laughs> that, you know, like, that there are insecure people, not just men and women. But if a guy doesn't feel like, you know, he can meet you as an equal, he feels like you're above him in station, whatever, you know, he defines that as, um, or as he probably isn't up to par. It's it's the truth of the matter, and I think you should yeah. run for the hills. Um, <laughs> insecure men can you know wreak havoc on your life, and, and as a woman who's been in a relationship with a couple, um, you know, like I, as a woman, I've, I've found myself playing small to accommodate yeah. his ego and not try to you know like like oh I don't want to do too much because I don't want him to feel blah, 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 and you should never make someone else, you never should dim your light, is my Angelou quote, you should never dim your light to make someone else, you know, shine brighter. Just be your bright self and go find someone who's as bright or not brighter. Absolutely, absolutely. This is why you're that relationship expert. What are some questions that, common or frequent questions that you get about relationships? Well, you know, don't waste your pretty. Um, I've I've been answering Ask FM, or asking, or answering anonymous questions on either formspring.me or Ask FM, or on my site mm-hmm. um, at Ask Bell for the last four years, and I've answered about forty thousand questions. And don't yes, waste I read your pretty. Some of them too. Yeah, <laughs> but don't waste <laughs> your pretty is um, you know probably like the questions that keep coming up over and over and over again. Um, but a big one is, is communication, like what's up with, you know, guys always texting, no one wants to call. Um, yeah. The issue of couch dating, everybody wants to invite you over to the house. They never want to take you out. Um, guys that you, you know, you may have dated for, you know, a few months or in some cases a few years, and, you know, they haven't committed. So how do I get him to commit? What's the time frame for talking about commitment? Um and then, like, how to handle arguments. I mean, communication is, is always so huge because that's, like, the gist of a, a relationship. But how to handle mm-hmm. arguments, like how to effectively talk to your mate about something that you're unhappy with and how to work it out without it turning into World War III. Absolutely. I, 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 yeah, I can see how those questions keep coming up. Now, you have, you know, you I want to say you have a strong personality because now in society there's so many people that, you know, they hold back their feelings. I feel like sometimes when you come across straightforward people, sometimes people are a little edgy about that. Do you feel like sometimes people people can be intimidated by you? I respect the person that's honest, but do you feel like sometimes people can be intimidated by your personality and by you just being <laughs> opinionated and straightforward? Um. You know what, I, I have a lot of thoughts and I have a lot of opinions and I really only voice the ones that I feel are actually necessary to share. I'm not one of those people that mm-hmm. thinks I need to speak up about everything. But if I have something to say, mm-hmm. then, then I very well do say it. And, you know, if people are intimidated by it, uh, add it to the list of things that are not my problem. I'm sorry. Like, I've, <laughs> I've never set out to be rude. And, and, you know, people talk about their lives and I'm never like, oh, what you should do, what you shouldn't do. Um, literally you have to ask me what I think, and I'll be like, oh, well, since you've asked, I'll share my opinion. But, um, you know, never my intention to be rude or, or or mean. I don't have an evil spirit in, in my or evil bone in my body, I don't think. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, but I, I am straightforward. 
you know, I, I'm not really good at sugarcoating or talking in circles. I'm very direct, and some people don't like that, but it's really the only way I know how to be, and it's actually quite effective for me. Did you feel like it's a gender thing? Because if you was a man, it, would, it wouldn't be like this. Do you feel like, I think that for women, especially as black women, we're supposed to be quiet, you know, just sit pretty, no point intended, and just not really voice what our thoughts and our views is. And then it's like a triple that that you're beautiful and you have an opinion and you're articulated and smart, and sometimes men men will be like, whoa, you know what I mean? They're not ready for that. Do you feel that you get that sometimes? Well, thank you so much for the compliment. I appreciate that. Um, but absolutely. <laughs> no problem. I, if I were a guy, we would never have conversations about whether I'm too direct or intimidating or arrogant. Um I would be referred to as a great leader or a great thinker or passionate or inspiring or something like that. But I think as as a woman, I'm like we just talked about, you're kind of expected to, like, you know, play small and always get along and, you know, agree with the group or, or something like that. Um, and that's just not who I am. I, I don't even know how to be mm-hmm. that way. Much respect to the people who are happy playing that role, but that's just not one that <laughs> I am able to play. This is why I gravitate toward you. Now let's talk about your balance because, you know, you're doing so much. You just got married. How are you able to balance all of that? You know, it's it's a very careful um, game of balance, and, and it's something that I, you know, to be quite honest, that I struggle with. I, I do have a lot mm-hmm. going on in terms of, you know, the book and, um, you know, TV appearances. And, you know, I write for The Root and I freelance for several other sites, so, I'm, you know, I'm perpetually yeah. on deadline and in the husband and there's there's always a lot going on um but i kind of equate it to you know if you go to the the circus um you see like the guy who's like what is it called it's like spinning the plate um mm-hmm. and it's sort of like you put those 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 plates in motion but every single one of them doesn't need your full attention all the time so you're kind of like just you know bouncing back and forth trying to figure out what needs you right now. Sometimes you can let something cook for a minute and it's okay. You don't have to check on it like right then. So I just try to be Absolutely. very you know mindful of what needs my attention right now and what can I put on the back burner and also what can I delegate. Um, mm. I think sometimes as women we have a very difficult time asking for help. And it was something that I struggled with for a really long time, and I just had to get over it. I'm like, I can't do all this by myself. Like, I need to have great people around me who I'm able to say, hey, I need help with, can you, and trust that they're going to get it done better than I would even do it. So, you know, once I said, I need help, you know, it's amazing how many people showed up and said, I can help you. Mm. So you hear that, people? Always have a great team on your side. Now, you're on Bravo TV. I said, Demetria Lucas is on Bravo TV. She's on a new show, Blood, Sweat, and Heels. But you bring so much to the table, New York Times, TheRoot.com, um, Essence. What made you want to do Blood, Sweat, and Heels? You know, I thought at the time that it was just sort of a natural transition. You know, I I blogged about my life. Um, I'd written a book, you know, about my dating experiences to 21 to 30. Mm-hmm. And I thought it would just be an interesting way to – bring it all together, like, to just sort of put it out there in video format. You know, I'm a writer. I don't really do, like, you know, in front of the camera. Um, but I thought mm-hmm. it would be an interesting challenge, and it would be something new and a way to sort of showcase all the things that I've been talking about all these years. Um, and I just thought I had something to say. Like, there are not very many characters on, quote-unquote, characters on TV like me who are – you yeah. know, very opinionated, who are very comfortable with, you know, just going on their going on their own and, you know, stepping away from the flock. Um, and I thought maybe I would, you know, bring something new to, to the genre. Hmm. And also um, a friend of mine, she's just got married, and she says she can relate to your relationship with your husband because, you know, it's, it's not overly re- affectionate, but she, she said, "This is me and my husband, just like her and de- just like her husband, Dimitri and her husband. We're the same way." So you know, you have so many people that are gravitate gravitating towards you for different reasons. Well, it's really interesting. I mean, <laughs> I think it's kind of obvious sometimes. Like my husband and I are not all that comfortable in front of camera. Um, okay. So some <laughs> of the you know like lack of affection or you know just sort of like oh, what's going on is because we got like you know, two cameras in our face and producers and, you know, all these people on set sort of watching us. Um, Mm -hmm. So it's just sort of weird sometimes. And, you know, 
out to the meet because he's not in the interview, but I'll take accountability. Like, I'm not really comfortable in front of a camera. I'm a writer. I'm much more yeah. comfortable in front of my laptop. Um, mm-hmm. But I also think people who, who are in relationships know that, like, every day is not sunshine, you know? Sometimes yeah. it's just going through the day. Like, what do we need to do today? Like, what are we thinking about? Like, he has his own things mm-hmm. going on in his head. I have mine as well, my own responsibilities. So, you know, some days we're, like, you know, cuddly and affectionate. We're all over each other. And then other days it's just like, you know, we got things to take care of. So, and I'm off, you know? Exactly. Doing your own thing. Now, people wanted to know, who are you close to on the show? I believe it will be Geneva, Melissa. Who are you the closest with on the show? Um, that's a tough one. I mean, I've known Melissa the longest. And we were, like, pretty tight before the show. And I think since then, you know, we spend a lot of time together. Um, mm-hmm. Not so much on camera, but, like, off camera. Like, you know, we'll go hang out and spend, like, nine hours at a restaurant talking about nothing, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. And, you know, and have those, like, all-day text conversations about, like, random things. So I, I'm probably, I would say Melissa. Okay. How, the whole um, Daisy incident, that was very um, – Heartbreaking for that. Um, how did you feel about that? Did you know beforehand, or when did you find out? No, I found out um, with cameras rolling. When you see um, Melissa telling me at telling us at the um, at the dinner or the lunch or I guess the brunch or so, um, that mm-hmm. was me finding out on camera. I didn't know. I had no clue. I had no clue whatsoever. Like she literally said it on camera, and I was like, "I'm sorry, what's wrong with Daisy? Like what?" Like, that's a very real, genuine reaction. Wow, wow. And that's very touching for me because I, I, my mom passed away with cancer. And I have family members that had cancer and have passed away for it. So I just, you know, I pray for her and, you know, her recovery and everything because that's a very serious mm-hmm. issue. Yeah, my, um, my grandmother passed away from cancer, and um, my mother didn't meet her biological sister until very late in life. Like we met her mm-hmm. maybe four to five months before she passed away. She had stage four cancer when we met her for the first time. And that was the only time my mother met her sister. Um, but four months after that, like, she, she passed away. And, you know, there was a time when I would think of, like, you know, 50s is so old, but now it seems so young. Um, yeah. And, you know, Daisy to be 34 and, and she had stage three cancer, it was just, it was unfathomable. Like, my heart goes out to her. Like, it, I just, I couldn't even imagine. But she's definitely been in my prayers, absolutely. Absolutely, absolutely. On another note, um, we have so many writers because I respect them so much. Can you give any advice to some um, writers out there? What can they do to get their stuff published or just, you know, pursuing their dreams? Can you give them any advice on that? Um, you know, <laughs> I would say reach out to uh, online before print Print still has a bit mm-hmm. of prestige left to it um, But online just has more space It doesn't pay as well But it has more space And so if there's a great idea And you pitch it to you know an online publication They can figure it out and make space for it So you have a better shot um, mm-hmm. I would definitely encourage people Because a lot of times people write And they, have, they write for themselves They write for their blog Or they do these Facebook status updates And they have really great ideas But they don't pitch yeah. them anywhere so you definitely need mm. to make sure that you're not just giving your ideas away in terms of, like, tweet about, you know, a great idea. Cause somebody will see it and write that 500-word article and get paid for it while you're just having an idea about it. Um, so make Absolutely. sure that you're out there pitching. And then read great work. Like, for all the sites that you want to write for, all the places you want to write for, like, you should be well-versed in the tone, the language, the length, the pieces, the type of things that they publish. Um, so that when you're pitching an editor, you're really on the money and you're giving the editor what they want. Because um, as a former editor, like, what I wanted, I wanted great stories that were written well. Um, so if it was a new writer, if it was an old writer, I didn't care who it was. It was just like, is it a good story? Um, are, is my audience going to like it? Are they going to get hits, of course, because that matters. That's how the bills get paid. And is it, are they mm-hmm. easy for me to work with? Like, if you turn something in and I have to do extensive edits, then I'm like, oh, it's a great idea, but this is way too much work. I want to, you know, funnel things through the, the system as fast as possible. Absolutely, absolutely. So what's next for you? Books, shows, what's, what is next for Mr. Demetria Lucas? I have no idea. I, I honestly don't <laughs> know. Um you know, like, 
five years ago, I never thought I would, you know, write two books and do a TV show. Like, I just, I couldn't predict what I was going to do. Um, so I don't know. I honestly don't. Wow. That's amazing. Because usually I, I give that question and they say, oh, you know, next a year I'm going to be doing this. That's so good that you're just living life because that's what writers have to do. They have to have content. They have to live life to write. So you're doing exactly what is needs to be done. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm big on travel right now. I have some um, some interesting trips coming up and some things that I'm planning. So you know, I'll mm-hmm. I'll definitely share those experiences on on Instagram, and you know, I'll I'll do blog posts if something strikes me, you know, particularly while mm-hmm. I'm you know off on an adventure. And you know, I'll be writing for all the sites that I currently do, and you know, have great ideas and write for new ones. But in the meantime, I'm just I'm in a good place right now, and I'm I'm really enjoying just sort of living. So, absolutely, living life. Who, one last question: Who or what inspires you? Because everyone has something that they're inspired by. Some people do. Oh, who inspires me? That's a really interesting question. Um, you know, I look at women who've had like amazing careers and are just sort of mm-hmm. full of life. Like I love Michaela Angela Davis. You know, she's an image oh, activist. She's and, amazing. You know, CNN contributor and, and I just I love to just watch her go. I love to see like what she's up to and what she's talking about. Um I love Harriet Cole. You know, she's she's a mentor of mine and you know, she's just had a really amazing career. Like, you know, she's an essence woman and you know, she's written several mm-hmm. books, and, you know, she did Oprah, and she's, you know, she's always doing something refreshing. I like women who have multiple careers. You know, like, they do mm-hmm. one thing, and they get, they're really good at that, and then they decide, you know what, I'm going to do something else. I'm going to be really good at that. It's, it's what I like to call, like, the Maya Angelou syndrome. It's like you're not just good at one <laughs> thing, and you're not just interested in one thing. You just want to explore and and see where life takes you, and, and I'm interested in women like that. I'm inspired by women like that. Oh, thank you so much for being on the show. And tell everyone out there that's on that's listening on the phone and listening in the chat room, where can they follow you, Facebook, Instagram, your website? Put it all out there so everybody can know. So the website is abelinbk.com, A-B-E-L-L-E-I-N-B-K. Make sure you put that E on bell. Um, and it's a Bell and BK on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, every major social media site, all of Bell and BK. Thank you so much. And if it's, would you like to do a drop for the Mecca Jane show? That would be perfect, and then we can go. Sure, I can totally do that. Yeah. You can do it hey, if this, you want. Oh, okay. Hey, this is Demetria Lucas, author of Don't Waste Your Pretty, and I'm tuning in to the Mecca Jane show. Thank you so much. Brooklyn is in the house. People, I tell you, I bring you the best of the best to the Mecca James show. I had Miss Demetria Lucas on the show. You know we have to bring the positivity. And all the writers out there, make sure you take your notes. Make sure you follow her on Instagram. Make sure you follow her on Twitter. Make sure you just go to her website, buy her book. You know, these everyone is doing such a phenomenal job, and I just love writers. So it's the Mecca James show. You can also follow me on Instagram, Mecca James, and you can also follow me on Twitter, Mecca from Uptown. So we're going to give you some music. We're going to give you some feel-good music. So we're going to give you Pitbull and Neo, Time of My Life, because I just love this upbeat song. It's the Mecca James show, everybody. I know my rent was going to be late about a week ago. I worked my hand but I still can't pay so. But I got just enough to get off in this club Have me a good time before my time is up Hey, let's get it now Drop it like it's hot, dirty, dirty man. She a freaky girl, and I'm a freaky man. She on the revamp, broke up with an ex, and I'm like Rodman, ready on deck. I told her wanna ride out, and she said, yeah. We didn't go to church, but I got
You see a sucker looking at you, tell a man no. So he bought a drink, tell him and what? That don't mean he got the right to keep your hand cuffed. You got your hair done and your toes too. You looking good, girl, if ain't nobody told you. Even the hood girls with the go-to. And working girls who buy the first time they own shoes. The sophisticated ladies went to school and graduated. Who don't be drinking every day, but since you celebrate. And pop a bottle, shout it, and do your thing, mom. And let your hair down, and let it hang, mom. Call the single moms, raise the babies on their own. Forget your baby daddy, baby, you don't need homes. Whether you got your real hair or weave on. Whether you got some Frankie B's or some knees on. From the A cups, to the D cups, to the key keys, niggas, it's a me cups. Listen, not only will I hit it if you throw it to me, but I'ma beat it like you stole it and you owe it to me.
That's right to all my people and all my listeners out there. Own it. If you want to go to school, own it. Do what you have to do. Follow your dreams. If you want a different career path, go after it. And like Maxwell said, own it. We're giving you some more music. It's the Mecca James Show, blogtalkradio.com forward slash Mecca Show. And the number one, if you want to see and listen to any prior interviews. Now we're going to go into my fellow Torin, Sam Smith. Disclosure, I love this one.
This is the song. I love the song. We give you so much music. So, you know, we have to give you some Sam Smith, and we're coming back. It's the Mecca James Show. We got people in the chat room, and it is going to be amazing, y'all. Let's go. Yes, I do. I believe that one day I will be where I was, right there, right next to you. And it's hard, the day just seems so dark. The moon and the stars are nothing without you. Your touch, your skin, where do I begin? No words can explain the way I'm missing you tonight. This emptiness, this hole that I'm inside. These tears, they tell their own story Told me not to cry when you were gone But the feelings overwhelm me It's much too strong Can I? Make sure I go about this in the right way. 
Cause lately I've been busy a lot And I know you don't feel appreciated And what not I used to tell you that your hair looked fly Kiss you slow and stare in your eyes Now I talk real foul and slick Every other sentence is you make me sick Back in the days I was your number one pick Now your heart's half broken and that's hard to fix I had to dig deep inside myself Cause I can't see you bouncing with somebody else It's a long journey back to the place we was When I was too embarrassed to admit I was in love And you was my good girl that wouldn't give it up I can't let her self-destruct Baby, smile today Cause I've been a I think about the things we did And I think about you having my kids And I think about us sharing a crib Losing all that, God forbid You deserve flowers and candy The simple things In addition to the SLs, baguettes and rings Instead I walk around like I'm a king And having you ain't nothing but a thing I even stopped telling you the loving was good Too busy fronting in the hood Baby girl, hold me tight Don't ever let go I'ma do it real gentle, baby, nice and slow one more chance, baby, and don't say no, cause I got another side to show. Some say love is painful, it helps you grow. Well, it's time for the pain to go, you know? Baby, smile today, yeah. cause I've been I meant to hurt you. No. Do you think I meant to hurt you? So let's laugh together, cry together. God willing, we gon' die together. Do you think I meant to hurt you? No. Do you think I meant to hurt you? So let's laugh together, cry together. God willing, we gon' die together. It's a brand new me, a brand new you, a brand new day. Sky so blue. Hold my hand while I walk with you. Sit on my lap, let me talk to you. No more games calling you foul names. Acting like females is all the same. I'm gonna love you better, my mentality changed. From this day forward, I'll never be the same. I'm gonna rub your lower back, share my dreams. I love you, let me show you what I mean. Give you the deepest love a girl ever seen. Watch you sleep so peaceful and serene. A toast to the queen, you're back in my life. But this time, I'm gonna do it right. Trust me, from the bottom of my heart, nothing's gonna tear us apart. I promise. Show. And since Demetria Lucas is in Brooklyn, we're going to give you, we're going to rock out with a little Biggie Juicy. Yeah, this album is dedicated to all the teachers that told me I never amount to nothing. To all the people that lived above the buildings that I was hustling from that called the police on me when I was just trying to make some money to feed my daughter. Yeah, yeah. And to all my peoples in the struggle, you know what I'm saying? It's all good, baby, baby. Shake it, shake it. It was all a dream. I used to read Word Up magazine. Something pepper and heavy D up in the limousine Hanging pictures on my wall Every Saturday, rap attack, Mr. Magic, Molly Mall I let my tape rock till my tape pop Smoking weed and bamboo, sipping on private stock Way back when I had the red and black lumberjack With the hat to match Remember rapping Duke? The hard, the hard You never thought that hip-hop would take it this far Now I'm in the limelight cause I rhyme tight Time to get paid, blow up like the world trade Born sinner, the opposite of a winner Remember when I used to eat sardines for dinner Pizza, Raw G, Brucey B, Kick free. Funk Master Flex, Love Bug, Star Ski I'm blowing up like you thought I would Call a crib, same number, same hood It's all good uh. And if you don't know, now you know, you know
has changed from a common thief to up close and personal with Robin Leach. Yeah. And I'm far from cheap. I smoke junk with my peeps all day. Spread love, it's the Brooklyn way. The Moet and Alize keep me pissy. Girls used to diss me. Now they write letters cause they miss me. I never thought it could happen, this rapping stuff. I was too used to packing gats and stuff. Now honeys play me close like butter play toast. From the Mississippi down to the East Coast. Condos and queens in dough for weeks. Soul out seats to hear Biggie Small speak. Living life without fear. Putting five carrots in my baby girl ear. Lunches, brunches, interviews by the fool. Considered a fool cause I dropped out of high school. Stereotypes of a black male misunderstood. And it's still all good, uh. And if you don't know, now you know. You Genesis. When I was dead broke, man, I couldn't picture this. 50 inch screen, money green, leather sofa. Got two rides, a limousine with the chauffeur. Home bill about 2G flat. No need to worry, my accountant handles that. And my whole crew is lounging. Celebrating every day, no more public housing. Thinking back on my one room shack. Now my mom pimped the act with mix on the back. And she loves to show me off, of course. Smiles every time my face is up in the sauce. We used to fuck when the landlord dissed us. No heat. Wonder why Christmas missed us. Birthdays was the worst days. Now we sip champagne when we thirsty. Damn uh, right, I like the life I live. Cause I went from negative to positive and it's all. And if you don't know, now you know, you know, you know. And if you don't know, now you know, you know. That was big. That was Biggie, and this was the Mecca James Show. Tune in next week every Tuesday. Love, live life, and and I'll see you again next week. Remember, follow me on Instagram, Mecca James. Follow me on Twitter, Mecca from Uptown. Until next week, love, live life. God bless everyone.